When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around very often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 130 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday rant episode. Whatever this is, whatever we want to call this, shit show Sunday, as Joe Lazito coined it. Um, yeah, how's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody had a good weekend. Getting ready, if you're listening to this Monday morning, back at it on the commute, in the car on the way to work, on the train, 
maybe you're on lunch break right now and you got some you got some uh, earbuds in and you're you're trying to hide from uh, from Dennis you know in purchasing because he wants to come over and talk about uh, playing bingo with his mom on the weekend or whatever so you're eating your cheese sandwich in your cubicle hiding welcome I'm actually recording this on Thursday night because once again, Look at this, I'm just burning him here. More holidays. Didn't I just go on holidays? I don't have a job, I have a position. No, I'm trying to burn up my holidays here in the summer before, of course, my wife has to go back teaching here shortly. So trying to use the last bit of the last couple of weeks here and uh, heading back up to the lake. So we're leaving Sunday morning, or actually I should say well, Sunday at noon because I have to work Sunday morning. Um, yeah, so I wanted to get out ahead of this. I'm also recording an episode tomorrow, Friday, tomorrow, uh, with a player. I won't say who it is in case it doesn't happen. A returning guest, you know, another one of the five toughest opponents series, but former NHL player, and I think you guys will dig it. Uh, uh, I want to get that done and sort of like, you know, and, and sent off to the network so they have something on Wednesday. So you guys have something on Wednesday to listen to. Look at it. Man of the people. Even when I'm on holidays, I'm helping you guys out, giving you some audio pleasure so thank you for tuning in to pretend radio here and uh yeah so this will be uh um so sunday and then of course wednesday is interview day around here and then sunday is whatever this is is what i'm trying to say spit it out but um speaking of last wednesday um if you have not i it got a very uh excellent uh was received very well was my interview with Cam Jansen, and uh, Cam was a great guest and uh, fired up, man. That was like that was like audio Red Bull talking to Cam, um, and I really appreciate him taking the time to uh, to come on the show. I know he's got a show on radio, and I mean he, he talks all day for a living. So you know to do it after hours is you know um, of course we didn't do a full interview, but it's it started out as what was going to be his five toughest opponents, and then it just basically just turned into old time fight talk and. And whatever, and it was fun. It was about forty-five minutes long, and uh, no, I I enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, there it's been received very well from people. I've gotten a lot of uh, real positive feedback, so that was cool. Um, Cam retweeted it, mentioned it, so I, I really appreciate him doing that. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's doing quite well apparently in the in the downloads. So uh, really cool, and thank you everybody that uh, that took the time to listen to that. And if you have not listened, definitely go check it out. And while you're doing that, I encourage you to, uh, if you're sort of newer, newer listener to the show, um, definitely check out my back catalog. Um, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Sean McMorrow, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, Joey Tedarenko, uh, on and on. Um, had some great guests and, uh, and they've, and they've all shared and have a unique story to tell. And, uh, I hope you guys take the time to, if you haven't, uh, please take the time to go back and, and, and listen. Um, so like I said, and and even like I said, if you're scrolling through the through the back catalog, and you know it's some minor league guys, some junior guys, and oh, I don't know them. Nah, trust me. Uh, hit play and uh, and and learn, learn about a guy. And, uh, and like I always say in the in the interviews, they'll uh, they'll eventually mention someone you know. And like I said, all the hockey boys got stories anyway, whether it be junior, minors, or NHL. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. But, uh, 
Yeah, other than that, well, before we get into, uh, you know, and like I always say on these Sunday episodes, it's sort of, uh, you know, a mixed bag, uh, you know, talking about whatever the current goings-ons are or whatever seems to have irritated me lately. Um, I did, I have been writing down a few points. Uh, I would say throughout the week, I write sort of bullet points down on a sticky note and, uh, and, uh, and stick it to the dashboard. And then Friday, pull it off the dashboard and stick it in my wallet and take it home and, uh, here it is right here. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, a few, um, play what's going on out there. My wife's cleaning the floor, banging on the door here, but, uh, how do you like her ad read? We're laughing, uh, cause I got ad reads now. And, uh, I, I did the ad read the other day and it was like, it was so shitty. I was, I was saying to her how terrible I was at reading the ad and, she kind of started getting cheeky that she could do better. I said, well, then you, here, here's the microphone, you do it. So that's the, uh, my brother and I have been bugging her. That's, that's the ad read we got here at the start. <laughs> no, so it's a, it's a family affair here at the fourth line voice offices. But, um, but yeah, hey, if you guys are down in the state, you got DraftKings, promo code THPN. Uh, that, that's, that's some, that's some pretty good deals. Uh, check out the college football one that's coming up. I can't read it yet because that's like next week's ad. So for next week's Wednesday, it's a new ad read. But uh, yeah, it's it's a hell of a deal for college football if you're betting on it. But before I get into today's topics, um, as I said, member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. Whatever sh- whatever NHL team, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Of course, they're, uh, you know, it's the off season, obviously, but, uh, you know, they're talking about the draft picks and, uh, um, expansion and free agents and all that sort of thing. So, like I said, whatever team you're a fan of, check them out. Um, as well, my off network friends. Actually, today, tonight, it just finished before I hit record. Um, Alec over at Five for Fighting podcast, uh, managed to con Howie Rosenblatt in to do a live interview in the Enforcer Appreciation Facebook group they got on Zoom and and uh, I unfortunately I missed most of it I caught the tail end of it it'll come out in audio form next week but um I just kind of you know with the video you can kind of like chime in with some questions and stuff uh as it's going on so um I know Alec I think would apparently this was quite successful like you know no hitches it worked and everything and it was Alex's first time doing it so in a live setting um with a player so apparently it went off without a hitch so i imagine going forward uh he'll be looking to do that a little more and uh and very interactive for the for the people in the group to be able to uh you know in real time ask questions so really cool setup there and uh um I'd like to thank Howie Rosenblatt for doing the show and uh, for taking the time. As for fans, it's very much appreciated. Um, Alec, great job setting it up. Um, you know, I don't know the neighbor's Wi-Fi must have a strong signal because I mean, you know, that freaking mud show ain't paying for nothing. Him and William, the you know, I'm, I think he was. It, it looked like a spare room in his condo, but I don't know. It was pretty dark. You know, might have been the back seat of his truck. He's he parked out back behind the dumpsters at the Waffle House trying to get the Wi-Fi password. So, um, you know, whatever. Florida, man, strikes again. But no, tremendous job. And it, like I said, it's good to see Alec back. Um, of course, he had Rob Volterra on last week. Uh, obviously, Howie Rosenblatt next week. Um, 
And, uh, but yeah, again, check out his back catalog, like Yablonski, Rob Ray, Segroy, like he's that awesome guest, Bialois. Um, yeah. And, uh, no, and Alec, young guy, but, uh, does his homework and, uh, it's got the, he's got the old, old time hockey spirit anyway, any, uh, far beyond his years, but, uh, definitely check out his show. And then we got, uh, Jolton Joel Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Get rid of Lazito is, uh, an Islander enforcer based podcast. And, uh, so of course all things Islanders in terms of toughness, Joe deals with. And, uh, again, great, a tremendous back catalog. Uh, Strudwig, Fakoda, Eric Bolton, Aaron Asham, on and on. Hell, he's got, like, this is, Joe's branching out now. Now he's got, like, friggin', uh, lacrosse players on. Uh, you know, so Joe's turning over a new leaf. He's gonna get into the lacrosse business now, and, uh, and Joe's got merch, and, uh, it's, it's a budding empire out there on Long Island. Joe gets mad at me because I talk about Coney Island, and, and all the islands out there, and he's, he's he's making sure that I say it's Long Island, you know, you know, snooty from Long Island. He doesn't want to be associated with the other the other islands out there, apparently. Coney Island. I gotta get out to New York. New York looks like so much fun. Definitely check that out. I, I don't know. I might stay out of Long Island though after I see the type of folks walking around there. But, uh, no, like I said, but, well, you know, they all, well, Joe's a big deal in Long Island, you know, the way you sell all his merchandise everywhere you go, you, people walking by wearing shirts and hats and leggings and pants and with his friggin' face on it. I mean, you know, you want to go to, I mean, you talk about tourism being down. I'm just saying, you know, and he's got his face on pucks now and now, now lacrosse balls. That was his big new ad coming out. If you want to, you know, do you want to hold Joe Lazito's balls? That was his ad. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, merchandising king. His balls are bigger? Maybe that was what it was. I don't know. But uh, it was something with lacrosse. I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I mean, I like I was talking about, apparently I was off with the Dance Dance Revolution thing. I, I, that's, I see, that's the problem with the internet, with rumors and stuff. I, that's what I had heard that Joe was a big, uh, DD Rev guy, but, uh, you know, apparently not. He's downplaying it anyway, but I'm pretty sure he could still pop and lock. Yeah. You know, a little with his mullet and his little fade. Yeah. I could see him in the MC hammer pants back in the day, blue and orange colors, pop and locking out in the parking lot for, uh, for uh to try to get tickets to the upper deck in the Islander games. Oh yeah. But no, definitely. I don't even know what I'm saying here. It's late. It's been a long day. But uh no, in all seriousness, check out Joe's show. He does a great job. Joe's a good dude and uh yeah, definitely check out those guys. But and if you're on social media, as I would say my first question would be why are you doing that to yourself? But since we're here, Check me out, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook. Of course, it's on Facebook. It's spelled, you know, F-O-U, blah, 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 because <laughs> I couldn't use numbers. So, uh, Fourth Line Voice on Facebook, Twitter, as well as on YouTube. Over 2,500 fight videos on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Go down that rabbit hole. Uh, all the leagues are represented, and they're all, I have everything um, organized. So, whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the search there. 
NHL, OHL, AHL, whatever you want, it'll all come up. Um, I, I will apologize now. I have not been uploading as uh, a lot of fights lately. Um, I think it's been a couple weeks since I've done that. Um, just with work and holidays and everything else, I just really haven't had time. Uh, and plus, um, long time listeners will know, but we're in the midst of selling our condo or trying to sell our condo. Anybody out there wants a two bedroom condo? Saskatoon. It's quite lovely. Get a hold of me. But, uh, oh God, we need to sell this thing. But uh, of course, a majority of my, our stuff is in storage. And, uh, of course, which includes all my, well, not all of them, but 98% of my fight DVDs are in storage. So I haven't had a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of things that I can upload if I wanted to. So, um, once hopefully we can move here shortly and, uh, at least into the fall and get settled at the house and I can get all my stuff unpacked. And I think I actually have some really cool YouTube ideas, um, coming for going forward. Um, not only just with the obviously still uploading fights, of course, but, um, I kind of have a few projects that I'd like to do in terms of, uh, just like kind of like a biography type videos. Um, not very long, just like maybe five, 10 minute pieces, um, on certain players or, uh, I, I got, I had one person talking about the, I had taken a picture of a few of the minor league hockey cards that I'd recently, uh, got in the mail and, Oh, what else do you have? And I was kind of on social media. I like to do this thing, hashtag drunk hockey carding and, uh, you know, I'll throw out a few cards and you know, whatever, but, uh, I wouldn't mind maybe just doing a couple, like a short five minute video, you know, maybe once a week or something of like five meatball cards that I have and, you know, I just do descriptions on the guys, maybe a little, a little blurb on each guy, you know, just something I, just something I want to try out on YouTube. Um, in terms, cause I mean, YouTube's been really clamping down on the restrictions and the ad restrictions and all that stuff. So, um, they're really clamping down on the copyrights with the fights and all that stuff. So I sort of want to take, you know, maybe create some original content. Um, as I'm pretty, uh, who knows with YouTube, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to copyright, uh, you know, a hockey card video. So, um, yeah, just stuff like that, or maybe biography videos going forward. I don't know. I got some stuff planned for the YouTube channel that, um, I'd like to start doing here in the fall, or at least when we move when, cause I want to get all my stuff out and whatever. So definitely, but in the meantime, subscribe to the channel and, uh, be very much appreciated and go down the rabbit hole. Like I said, check out all the fights. So, um, yeah. All right, guys, let's get into it. Um, Well, well, I guess the first thing I was talking about, uh, I was sort of laughing is, um, of course, John Tortorella has been hired by ESPN to, to be the in, uh, in game, uh, you know, analyst or whatever and stuff or hockey analyst for ESPN. And like somebody brought up, it's funny. ESPN hires John Tortorella, you know, two time Jack Adams winner, Stanley Cup champion, former player, college player, minor league, minor league player. And, uh, Ed, Ed Sportsnet has Stevie Dangle, who can't skate. So, yeah, there, there's the, you know, we talk about polar opposites of your hockey coverage. But, um, it was funny. Um, I, I just laughed because Sid Cicero, who, uh, I didn't realize had even left Sportsnet, but apparently he's doing breakfast television now on CTV or something, um, was sort of complaining about the Tortorella hiring. I'm just, uh, John Tortorella was incredibly disrespectful to the media. 
and is now work. Yeah, okay, pardon me. Incredibly disrespectful to the media, and now he's working for ESPN. A few things in sports piss me off more than that. <clears throat> I always laugh because you know, I mean, was Tortorella disrespectful? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've all seen the clips, and you know, and him going at it with Larry, uh, Brooks from New- Brooksy from New York there when he was the Rangers, and um, you know, and you see him snip at a few people and whatever, and. You know, hey, ask stupid questions, get stupid answers. But uh, I always find it rich when, like, Cicero or, like, media guys start complaining about coaches and players being disrespectful or snarky to them. Yet, their entire living is made by being disrespectful to the athletes. It's sort of like the, the irony of the statement. It's like, really? It's like Jim Rome complaining that they're disrespectful or, you know, all these sports radio dorks, you know, and like, it's just like, are you serious right now? Like, and I'm not trying to stick up for Tortorella and say he's a nice guy or whatever. I don't, whatever. He's probably, probably is a dick. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I just find it just like, like I said, the irony of the, of the statement that, you know, coming from, coming from a media, folk person who like I said spent had their Tim and Sid show who spent half the time you know uh snarky being snarky about players and and being disrespectful to them on a national stage that Sportsnet is so it was ironic that he would tweet that but uh yeah um yeah just sort of sticking with the recent I know it's it's kind of weird I'm sticking with recent trends but um yeah, I guess, you know, and then you got the whole Evander Kane thing and with his ex-wife and all. I'm like, Jesus, the ex-wife, who, who needs enemies, right? I mean, uh, wow. You know, and then, I mean, of course, the New York Post, I just saw right before I actually hit record. I just, my last thing I saw on Twitter, I mean, they're saying now that, you know, Shark teammates want him off the team and, um you know, and I mean, who really knows about that? But I mean, how many teams has the guy been on now? He's bounced around, and um, the stories out are, are about him are. No, I'm not saying the gamble, like the gamble, gambling's. What, I mean, obviously, he has a gambling addiction, clearly, because he was. You know, what do you have a marker out from the Cosmopolitan in Vegas for 500 grand that they uh, that he wasn't paying and everything else? So clearly, he has huge gambling issues. But now, I guess what's the wife, the ex-wife, is claiming that. Um, he was betting on his own games, which, um, you know, that's a pretty stiff allegation. Although at the same time, I mean, if you actually think, well, okay, say he did, I'm not saying he did or he didn't, whatever. I'm, I'm kind of actually doubting that he did. What could he do really? That's going to. You know, because I mean, he's not. I mean, it would make it would be it would be much more uh, egregious if it was the goalie that had, you know, that that was betting on the games. I mean, I don't know what a Vander Kane. I mean, you know, was a forward do like a guy like him plays what about eighteen minutes, twenty minutes a game? You know, so I mean, and there's, I mean, there's sixty minutes, right? So I I really don't know what he can do. You know, and you might score and. Okay, how many 80 games, 30, you know, so he's playing, say he scores in half the game, maybe a little less than that, you know, on a, like, on a, whatever, like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
in a non 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 gambling sense, just like as a from a player's standpoint, you know, the guy scores thirty goals a year or whatever. You know, um, I I really don't know how he can affect games. Like, I, it's sort of it's not like a basketball referee or something like that. Like I said, if he was wearing football, the quarterback, well, okay, that's different, you know, and stuff like that. But a hockey player, that's you know, just some right winger on the first line. I mean, yeah, he gets a lot of ice time, but. Okay, so what if he has a scoring chance, he'll miss it. Okay, but I mean, how many scoring chances does a guy get in a game? I mean, and how does he affect? I mean, there. I guess there's ways bad passes or whatever, but I don't know. To me, it's real far reaching that he would be betting on on his team to or trying to fix games where they lose. Like that doesn't make any. I don't think. I don't think that's going on. Now, do I think maybe that he bet on the games? Yeah, maybe, but. Um, you know, which obviously is a, is a big issue, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never, you know, with the Evander Kane thing, I mean, I've on this show, I've talked about him before. I'm never, I've never was a, a Kane fan. He always kind of struck me as a douche. Um, I, I know people that have dealt with him, uh, away from hockey in a restaurant business sense. He was a fucking asshole then. This was years ago. Um, I know a friend of mine, I'm, I won't say his name, but, uh, a, f- a few years back, uh, I mean, how many years has it been now? Five or six, seven, eight? No, man, I don't even know. But, um, it was when King was still relatively new in the league. Uh, at the time, my friend was, was doing some writing and, uh, and he, and he was close to the situation. He knows people involved in the game, so it wasn't just some random, you know, vlogger from his basement in Des Moines writing about it. No, he li- he was he lived in the city where game was playing and knew people that have dealt with him and blah 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 and wrote a piece and and I mean it hit the internet pretty hard and I mean I remember people the backlash that he got and everything else and I mean there was people saying some harsh shit to him and I remember sticking up for him and a bunch of us were and uh you know and he stuck to his guns and uh <laughs> like I always say oh like you know Right was on your side, my friend. Look at it now. I mean, everything he said was true, and you know. And uh, I, I'd love to find those people that were shit talking him seven, eight years ago, and just uh, you know, tell them to give their head a shake. You know, eat some uh, fucking humble pie. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what's going on. That's a real ugly situation. I mean, you know, the, it's like really weird text. Like it's like. He's just, I would appreciate it if you would vacate the premises. This is how he's talking to his wife, or ex-wife, I guess. Uh, but selling the house and selling her diamond ring. And, I mean, obviously the guy's, you know, up to up to his tits in debt. And, um, you know, and I mean, I I mean, I, like I said, I don't hate the guy or anything. I don't know him, so I don't know. I mean, I've heard stories that he's a clown, but um, who knows? But I mean, there's obviously some issues there, gambling issues and addiction issues, and and that's not good. I mean, hopefully he gets help for that. And I mean, uh, you know, he made tens of millions of dollars and he's lost it all. And I mean, he's still got a big contract left. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if this, um, I could tell you this allegation, because um, nowadays, I mean, I mean, you guys know how it is. It doesn't matter if it's uh, true, false, or somewhere in the middle. I mean fuck nowadays it's pretty much guilty until you can prove yourself innocent and even after you've proved innocent i mean the you know you're dead in the water i mean you know all the damage has been done so i mean that's getting out there that uh you know and who knows the new york post story is true i'm not gonna start yelling fake news or any of that bullshit but i mean 
Um, I, I, there's gotta be some semblance of truth to it, I'm sure. And I mean, if his team, and like I said, he's played on how many teams now? Cause his teammates don't like him. I mean, and now you throw a gambling thing in where he could have possibly bet on the games. I mean, yeah, that'll get you some heat in the room for sure. And, uh, you know, even if, like I said, even if it's, even if the accusation is just lingering out there and it's the, it's the, you know, the, the eggshell in the room, I mean, well, you know, down the road you go. And I mean, that's a lot of money. So, and I mean, a guy's a talent, great player, uh, solid player, physical, uh, can fight, could score. And, I mean, every team would want him, but I mean, clearly he's, he's got baggage. So yeah, it'll be interesting going forward with Kaner, but, uh, you know, and the other one that I kind of laughed at, it's, I mean, it's not obviously, it's Nathan McKinnon. Of course, it's come out now that he's a real, he's a real hard ass. And apparently he's demanding of his teammates. I laughed at all these people though. They're talking like this is a bad thing. Like, is that not what you want from your captain? Like, you want him to be serious and want to win and want to make his teammates better? I mean, like you said, like the last dance with the Bulls there. I mean, Michael Jordan's revered for that, you know. So McKinnon starts doing it and people get mad at him for it, you know. And uh now, I mean, like, is some of it, who knows how much of the truth, like, again, I don't doubt that these things happened. How intense they were, who knows. Um But yeah, he sounds like an intense guy and You know, I mean, what do people, like I said, I don't, I don't know what people want. I mean, if you're a fan of the Colorado Avalanche, I mean, you know, and people have, oh, that's my captain. You know, people like to say this horse shit. Well, I mean, if I was an Avalanche guy, I'd be pretty happy that that was my captain, that we had a guy that, yeah, he makes a lot of money, but he's serious. He, he holds his teammates accountable and he's all about trying to win a Stanley Cup for the Colorado Avalanche. How do you fault the fucking guy for that? I mean, and all these people are knocking him and like, oh, well, he's telling them they can't have pasta sauce and blah. Oh, okay, whatever. So, you want to win? Like, and of course, yeah, well, McKinnon doesn't have any cups. Okay, well, first of all, dipshit, it's a fucking team sport, so it's it's through no fault of his own. I mean, look at his production. Clearly, he's not the issue. So, I don't know what knocking McKinnon for not winning a cup and like somehow what does that make him less relevant or like people are so fucking stupid but it's like like I said the whole this whole championship bullshit thing in a team sport I mean you know and I know there's been lots of great players that never won anything it wasn't for it wasn't because of them you know but uh yeah apparently the guy works 24-7 he stays late after practice is is uh fanatical about his diet from working out um and he wants his teammates to be the same way so what and again Jaredov was the one that was doing the interview and he really wasn't saying that i mean i think the writer to try to you know glossy up the story a little bit might have been leaning that like oh people don't really teammates don't really like it but i mean Jaredov was very clear a few times that He's just really intense and would yell at you if you screwed up in practice. And yeah, that's just the way he was. And he just, and he wanted what's best for the team. I mean, Zeredov really wasn't saying anything like it was a bad thing. I mean, like anything. I mean, yeah, it might be a little much at times. And and I'm, and I could, I mean, I'm obviously not there privy to it, but I can pretty, like McKinnon might yell at a, a Zeredov or a young guy like that maybe. But, uh, yeah, if it was a vet that, uh, 
threw him a bad pass in practice. I'm pretty sure McKinnon's not going to go over there get in their face and yell and scream at him. Like, I'm sure he's not doing it to Kadri or anything. So, um, no, but I mean, he's trying to show these young guys that this is what it takes to succeed in the NHL. And hey, I mean, I, I laugh because I mean, back in the day, I mean, Messier and guys like that, they were, they were known for that shit. Like they controlled the room and they would straighten your ass out if you needed to get straightened out at, and they had no problem yelling at you and everything else. And, and we're hard on the guys. And back then, that was looked at as, a, holy shit, that's our guy, that's what we want. Shit, the story comes out now of a guy doing that, and everyone's crying about it. Like, it shows you, like, the, it's like how soft shit is. Now, I mean, if you get white sauce in your pasta instead of uh, marinara, I mean, and the guy comes over and he's yelling at, you know, okay. I'd be like, I'd be like okay, hey, McG- settle down, all right, you know, with the pasta sauce thing. But again, I'm sure that was glossied up for the story. I'm pretty sure Nathan McKinnon probably isn't losing it on people that are having white sauce on their pasta. But I think it's more of the the point of it. You know, watch your diet, be cognizant of what you're doing, maybe lay off too many beers, stuff like that. Uh, You know, we're here to win, blah, blah, blah. You're getting paid millions to do it. Let's take it serious. It's basically, by all accounts, is what he's doing. And he's just intense about it. Well, good. Like I said, if I'm paying a motherfucker $15 million a year and putting a C on his jersey, I want that guy to do that. So, but again, like I said, and of course, it gets social media and then you get a bunch of nerds that never played anything. And if anyone yells at them, they got to go to their safe space and, you know, and, and talk to someone about it because that, that was mean, you know. But then these same dorks, Avalanche fan number one that's crying about McKinnon being mean is the same one that, you know, if, if the Avalanche don't win, he cries about intensity and everything else. Well, you know, is this not what you want out of you? Isn't this what all you goofs on social media cry about every, every game night? Is intensity or lack thereof or blah, blah, blah. Well, here a guy friggin' shows it and wants to win and is passionate about it. And all I see on Twitter is, People making fun of him or ripping on him. And he needs to calm, chill, bro. And all this bullshit. No, he doesn't need to chill, bro. No, maybe the guy he's yelling at needs to step it up a little bit. And you might win a fucking cup. Like, fuck, get a clue. Oh, boy. Now what? <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. This is... uh. Certainly not a new topic, uh, but it was a topic nonetheless that came up in one of the Facebook groups that I noticed. And, um, you know, it's a very polarizing topic, of course, and it's, uh, we're going to go way back when to the, of course, the infamous Marty McSorley, Donald Brashear incident, the slash in the head, and somebody brought it up. I don't know if it was the anniversary of it, or maybe somebody had played a Brashear clip and then they somebody brought that up or whatever it didn't have or the marty and i mean if you mention mcsorley or if there's a threat on mcsorley inevitably that comes up and and i've always said um you know unfortunately what everyone forgets about marty is he played 900 games before that happened you know won a couple cups and had a hell of a career turned himself into a very solid legitimate player not just some you know fourth line three minute dummy like the guy he led and led the nhl in plus minus one year Heck of a, turned himself into a, a real solid physical enforcer defenseman. 
And, um, you know, but unfortunately you say his name now and it's the Brashear thing. And, you know, hey, you know, you, you did it, live with it. And, um, anyway, they, they brought up, of course, the video comes, you know, they put, whoever it was posted it and put the video up. And of course, all the comments and whatever. And, and I mean, there's, I mean, it's social media, so there's always going to be clowns. And I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a Brashear guy. I'm not a fan of his, but I mean, what Marty did, and I'm a huge McSorley fan. I love Marty, but I mean, that was bullshit. And it was completely bullshit, unnecessary, and and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and defend McSorley chopping him in the head. Like, you know, Marty says he didn't mean to. Um, Brashear kind of didn't really believe it and says he did. And I mean, no one's ever gonna know what was in Marty's head, but Marty, and you know, maybe he meant to do it, maybe he didn't. I've always sort of been on the belief that I think he was trying to chop maybe in the shoulder, get his attention to get him to fight. And two-hand him. Um, but at the same time, um, Marty had, I don't want to say a history of stick-related, you know, but over-the-line over the, over the line incidents. Um, some of them, hey, I'm old school. Some of them were needed. If you're going to be an enforcer, yeah, sometimes you got to cross the line to make a point. I'm in full agreement with that. Um, but when it becomes just an outright stick attack, no. Um, and like I meant, he cross-checked Darren Banks in the face, um, you know, uh, and then, um, I'm trying to think who the other one, uh, now I had it right in my head and now it escapes me. Um, but yeah, he had a few incidents and then of course, uh, with the brush here thing and, you know, um, I mean, I understand Marty's point or his frustration because, um, you know, and at the end, it's 900 game. Marty's at the end of his line and, and Brashear's sort of entering the prime of his career. And, and let's be completely honest, Brash fan or not, I mean, he whooped Marty's ass a number of times that year. And leading up to that, a couple times, you know, when Marty, uh, cause Marty was with, um, he was with Edmonton when he did it, wasn't he? Or was he with Boston? Jesus, who was he with now? Boston. But, I mean, he had beat Marty's ass a bunch of times and, and, and in that game, he had beat Marty's ass. But of course, in typical Brashear fashion, he starts doing the hand dusting and, and apparently was really running his mouth all game and, you know, and, and doing, playing his role. I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy for doing it. I mean, I get it. You're trying to get in their skin. You're the bully. They sent out their tough guy. You took care of him. You're going to talk about it. Yeah. All right. You know, I have no problem with that. Um, Marty was frustrated, wanted to get into another fight. Um, the old school way of doing things, which Marty was from, was that you give the guy the rematch after you do that to him. And you embarrassed him, you know, in front of his team like that and whatever. You owe him a rematch. Yes, you do. Brescher didn't feel like giving him one. All right. I mean, that's his, you know, okay. Um, and Marty was frustrated with it and, and hit him with the stick. And, uh, you know, and I mean... Yeah, it sucked, and it was. It, but it was a cheap shot by Marty, and I'm not going to sit and try to defend it. And um, now I don't think we need to get the law involved and all that horse shit and, and 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 anything like that. But you know, but Marty lost his career over it, and um, should he have? Eh, uh, you know, me no. But I mean, I get ten, fifteen, twenty. But he's a repeat offender guy, and. And the thing was, it was it was a bad shot and looked real bad, and uh, the you know the optics of it, and of course, 
Um, and then when you, I mean, that's the tough part, right? He gets criminally charged in Vancouver for it. Um, you know, the RCMP are sitting there, you know, he's going to trial and everything else. And, you know, what's the NHL going to do? Give him three games and a $5,000 fine? I mean, no, they had to obviously do something. And so, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, fortunately, like I said, Marty played a long time and, you know, he has the two cups and a great resume that he can and with, and with, and be proud of looking back on his career. But unfortunately, this is the real blip in it and, you know, what have you. But, uh, um, no, the point of, anyway, and the, the point of what I was trying to say is what kind of caught my attention about this. Cause like I said, this topic comes up, you know, numerous times a year. So it wasn't any, anything new in that sense, but just sort of reading the comments were real. And like I said, I understand that Brashier is not a popular guy and there's some, oh, good, you know, and just shit like that. And that's just, you know, stupid shit. But, the one guy sitting there while Brusher's helmet was really loose and he should have been paying attention and he should have done... Don't put this on Brashear. Like, that's... Like, to try to justify Marty's actions because, oh, maybe Brashear was talking shit and his helmet was loose, so he deserved a stick in the head, like, because he wouldn't fight him again. Like, you know, come on, dude. Give your head a shake. Like, no... Don't try to justify it. It was bullshit on Marty's part. Like I said, I'm a massive Marty fan, and I can't stand Brashear, but it was bullshit. So to try to justify it, you just look silly. Like, yeah, stop. Don't do that. But, uh, yeah, it was sort of this time in, in history. And, uh, um, well, I mean, and of course, that was, you know, what was that? That was the reason in Goon, Ross Ray did that on the TV. So, I mean, it's been, you know, put into a movie now. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, unfortunately, um, you know, Mar- Marty is going to be remembered for that, and that's unfortunate. But uh, anyway, I just want to talk about that Marty and Brashear thing, and uh, you know, like I said, it's certainly uh, can't remember why it was brought up. Now I think it was the anniversary of it happening, I believe. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely tough to watch. Even that, like you've seen the everyone's seen the video a thousand times, but. Um, like, I don't go actively type Marty Brashear on YouTube, but that was the first time that I had watched that clip in its, in, like, in the entirety of it in, well, in years. And, uh, yeah, that is ugly. That's an ugly shot. And, uh, yeah, that's, that sucked. And like I said, I didn't like to see Marty go out that way. And, uh, but such as it is. Well, I won't keep you guys for too much longer, but. One of the last things that I wanted to talk about, um, I brought it, I've done this a couple times in the show before, and I brought it up last week, last Sunday, but kind of a, a myth versus reality thing. And, uh, I just sort of was mentioning, it, it kind of really, it's, it's always been around, but it, it really sort of struck me after the Bob Probert tournament, um, with the comments that I was getting and why isn't this guy in it and blah, blah, blah. And he took out, you know, he, he took out 10 men one night, you know, and all this horse shit and, and, um, you know, Gordy Howe killed everyone and whatever and all that stuff. Um, but then when you sort of look into things like how Larry Robinson always oh, is killer and all this stuff or Chara or whatever. And like I said, go back and watch. this isn't just me being sour cause I don't like them. Actually, I like Larry Robinson. I'm not a big Chara fan, but, um, but no, I'm like the proof is in the pudding. I mean, just go into YouTube and go down the Zidane Chara fight portal and tell me I'm lying. Like you won't be able to, cause it's true what I said. So, but whatever. But like I said, people have this 
for whatever reason, it gets bantied around the social media. It just becomes, you say it enough times, it becomes fact, I guess, or people believe it. And One of the big ones now, of course, with New Age fans and the media or whoever they like to talk about, that they always like to talk, and I've brought this up before, this I'm just sort of, this isn't new shit, but for new listeners it might be, but, um, or have never heard me talk about it, but um, that hits lead to fights. And um, everyone likes to, oh, every time there's a, a, a clean hit, the guy has to fight and all this, and which I, I keep saying, I, I don't know where you keep get, where you keep getting this from because like there are teams with three and four fights in a year as a team. Well, I think they probably got hit more than four times. So, I mean, I'm sort of I I know what I'm I'm taking you for at your word when you say like hitting leads to fights. I get you're saying not every hit leads to a fight. I know that, but at the same time, I'm telling you, very few hits lead to fights. Now, now and again they do, but, um, of course, but the rea- but they like, to, like I said, they throw it around and people just believe it. Well, yeah, that's why there isn't that much hitting anymore because that just leads to fights and stupidness and blah, blah. You can't even hit anybody clean anymore and whatever. Well, first of all, uh, Nicholas Cromwell is, uh, you know, is the poster boy for the myth versus reality in that sense. Because, oh, Cromwell, I mean, that was a big thing about how many guys did he line up and drill? Numerous. You know how many career fights he had? Zero. So, there's strike one against your statement. Um, but, I took it upon myself. I went to ESPN Sports. And I did some, got out the calculator, did some did some arithmetic. I took the top five hitters. Brady Tuchuk, Archibald, Clutterbuck, Martin, and Hathaway were the top five body checkers in the NHL last year for a combined total of 991 hits thrown between the five of them. Do you know how many fights they were in combined? Twelve. 991 hits, 12 fights, with Tuchuk leading the way with 7. Archibald had 1, Clutterbuck had 0, Martin had 1, this is regular season, Martin had 1, and Hathaway had 3. So there you go. Uh, Yeah, Kyle Clutterbuck threw 191 hits, 0 fights. So again, hits lead to fights. No, they do not. Now, when you see highlights at every once in a while... A guy will throw a hit and then there's a fight, so then they they throw this out. Well, there's no, it's never in any context, right? You just see a video and then it just becomes, oh yeah, that's all they do is fight after hits. You know, nobody bothers to like look into it or investigate it like I just did. And so this is what you come up with, people bouncing around the internet and the media loves to throw that around. And I've had numerous uh, arguments with people. Clearly this isn't the case, but again, that's, uh, another another one of those myth and reality. I mean, it's it's so um, cemented into people's conscious um, that that uh, that they believe this shit. And uh, yeah, so that's gonna be my new one around here is a myth versus reality segment. I think, and that was the first one that hits lead to fights. It's not true. So um, yeah, that sort of wraps it up. Forty four minutes of. Whatever this was, 
I said, I guess it's like, a, like my wife said one time, it's like an audio Seinfeld episode. Bunch of nothing. Which may be very well be true. But uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, it's a very much appreciated. As always, Buggy, could you please download the episode? Don't stream them. I get paid by the... It's true, I get paid by the download. I'm like Lars Ulrich. So it's my side hustle. I need the money, bro. We're moving. But uh, no, I appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen. And uh, thank you once again for uh, um, the, the retweets and the comments. And, and like I said, they were really... Um, uh, this last couple of weeks, especially with Cam and then with Colt King before that. And, uh, and, you know, and, and I mean, I always have the regular guys that I, I very much appreciate you guys, the Dr. Chris's and Searson's and, uh, Jay out in Iowa and all those guys that, uh, you know, Alec and, and Joe that have always been real, um, that always take the time to, you know, retweet Steve when Probert was King, um, they always take time to retweet and comment and, and everything about every episode is very much appreciated. And for all the other people, um, I see you out there retweeting it and stuff. And I want to, again, I want to thank you because as a small show, I've said this numerous times, but I'll say it again as a small show. I mean, we're not like an Alec has said it numerous times and, and, uh, and Joe, I mean, yeah, we're not big shows. We don't have alcohol named after us. We're not on a major network. No offense to the hockey podcast network, but I'm just saying like barstool and stuff. Someday, Isha, Dylan, the boys, the producer pigeon, hopefully you guys get that big. Um, you know, I'd love to see it for those guys. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like major networks and stuff and all this. Um, yeah, they have a big advertising team behind them. So they could throw out and just, you know, litter social media with everything. You know, for us, we need your retweets and your comments and, and sharing it on Facebook and what have you. I mean, we need that from you guys because then it exposes us to your, uh, followers and, and, and the like. And, um, yeah. So, um, I've always said a Twitter, I'm not trying to sound like I'm trying to be a dick about it, but if you're on, I'm just, if you're, cause you probably haven't thought about it, but I'm telling you from a, from a creator standpoint, um, when we put out a tweet or something about, Hey, check out our episode, liking it isn't, doesn't do anything. Uh, we need you to retweet it because that's when, cause then your, your followers see it. And, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be an, I appreciate that you took the time to like it and you you listen to the show. I'm, I'm just saying from strictly from an advertising point of view and to get the word out, um, we need as much, uh, retweeting and sharing and, and, and just word of mouth, good old fashioned word of mouth, um, from, from the listeners. And I, and like I said, my listeners, you guys do a great job and I, and I appreciate every one of you for doing it. And, uh, and like I said, it's, um. But yeah, you sometimes you just come out with an episode and I mean, it's, you know, it fuck, it's deader than four o'clock sometimes when you put it out and like nothing's going on. No retweets, no nothing, no comments about it. And you're just like, holy shit. Well, no one listened to that, I guess, you know, and I get it. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there in people's time. You can only listen to so much. I mean, I get it. And, uh, you know, but, um, so you can tell when it hits and when it sticks and when it doesn't. And, um. Yeah, and like I said, any any um, promotion from from the listeners, it's like you know you're like the small unsigned band, right? That you're and you're just trying to get your your tunes out there, right? That's kind of like what the podcasts are when you're when you're uh, you know a, a small fish in a big pond. Like I said, when it's a an ex player that has the Rolodex that can just call up all his buddies, ex NHL guys and whatever. Yeah, I mean they're 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 obviously and they have a name. I mean, obviously it's just going to be a bigger deal, right? And I I understand, I completely understand that. But uh, 
at the same time, I mean, and I've I've said this before, and Alec has, and I'll Alec include include Joe as well, um, you know, and it's not meant to sound cocky, but I mean, I'll put up our interviews. I've always said I'll put up my interviews or Alec or whatever up against anything Spit and Chiglets has ever done, or John Scott's ever done, or McMorrow or whatever. I mean, you know. I mean, we, we do the, just cause we're fans, but I mean, I think we're a lot more passionate, more researched than, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you listen to those guys, I mean, they tell some good stories and whatever and some inside stuff, you know, okay, okay. But I mean, yeah, I always laugh like Bissonette didn't even know who Link Gates was, you know, I'm not saying he should, I can't believe he did. And actually I'm like in every locker we've been in, no one's told the Link Gates story. Come on, man. But, uh. You know, but I think with fans, I mean, like with like like I said, with Joe, myself, and and Alec, and and fans like that, uh, uh, I I think that you get a more passionate product. I really do, and uh, and we're much more um, invested in it because I mean, well, I mean, we're just fans. We have the fight DVDs, the pictures, and share stories, and we're on here all the time on social media, talking with other fans, right? Enforced Appreciation Group and the fights, hits and brawls page and stuff. And we're all talking to each other. We do fantasy tournaments and all that stuff. I mean, um, it's, it's kind of really a hobby for me. It is like the, you know, hockey fight's really a hobby. So obviously I'll be a much more, um, researched on a guest than like what Bissonette or Whitney would be. I mean, those guys were players. They didn't have time to do all that stuff and what I get it. So, but like, that's what I get at when I say, you know, when, when we put a show out, you can guarantee it's researched and, and, uh, and we give a shit about, no, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that they don't care about the episodes, but, um, you know, I, I, I guess I get, we have to try a little harder. We'll put it that way. And, you know, although I'm sure on some of these Sunday episodes, did you really try at all? Uh, touche, but, uh, you know, with the player interviews, I mean, I'd never, and I'm not saying these guys do either. I'm just saying from my own point of view, um, I'd never disrespect a, a guest like that by, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know every detail of their career, but I mean, I'll know where they played junior and some of their fights and I, and I've watched video on them and I have an idea of who I'm talking to clearly. So, um, you know, and so, like I said, just going forward, if I have new listeners that maybe are tuning, like they listen for cam and now they're listening to this and, um, you know, just like I said, just know going forward that myself or Alec or Joe, um, definitely check out our back shows and, and, and like I said, I know there's a million shows out there, but, uh, if you're looking for an old time hockey show and, and, and to discuss old time, like I would say the old fight message board, but in audio form, um, these are the shows for you, these three shows. And, uh, I hope you, you give us a try and, uh, or, or you're listening to this now, so you're giving it a try. I hope you stick with me and, uh, going forward because I have some really cool guests coming up and some really, I have some really cool ideas and I, I think it's going to be really fun heading into the fall here. So, um, and Alec is back and, and Joe's always doing a great job and, and, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, as a fight, as a fight fan for those listening, um, I mean, which you all are cause you're, you're here listening. Um, I, I think you guys have some really good shit coming out in the fall here for all you guys, myself, Joe and Alec have all has some stuff coming that I think you guys will really dig it. So I think it's gonna be a real cool time to be a fight fan here coming up here into, uh, late 2021 and 2022. And, uh, I completely, I, I'm not just saying it. I could wholeheartedly believe it. And, uh, I think it's gonna be fun and I hope you guys stick around. You know, like I said, just because uh, maybe we didn't play in the NHL and all that stuff, uh, don't uh, don't sleep on these shows. We'll put it that way.
But uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Um, I'm going to be off to the lake here when, by the time you guys are listening. So uh, I'm going to be, uh, as you're listening, hopefully I'm on a boat drinking some beer and, and maybe catching a few fish. So uh, in the meantime, enjoy and uh, check out the back catalog. And I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?